Hi there, I'm Dallas Travers, and you're listening to Coaches on a Mission. This show is specifically designed for values-driven coaches who want to find more paying clients, build your list, become more visible, and scale wisely. And I just want to thank you for being here. All right, so today's episode is a little bit like a quick-fire Q&A all about webinars. My guest is Laverne McKinnon, who helps ambitious, driven people who have hit a speed bump regain momentum so that they can achieve their next big goal. And what I appreciate about today's conversation is that Laverne, she came in rethinking the idea of a webinar. So in the online coaching space, most of us think of webinars as a sales platform that we can use to enroll folks in our courses, our memberships, or our masterminds. But Laverne, she wants to use a webinar as a lead magnet. She came into the session with a list of thoughtful questions, and the two of us just talk through each one of them in a strategic and creative way. So whether you want to launch a scaled program with a webinar or you love Laverne's idea of a live webinar lead magnet, get ready to take a bunch of notes. We cover a lot of ground here, and I'm confident you'll leave with at least a couple of gems that you can put into action on your next webinar. With that, let's dig in, shall we? Hi, Laverne. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Hi, Dallas. I'm so excited to be here. I was joking before we hit record, we were chit-chatting a bit. You and I, we've known each other for at least a year and a half, maybe going on two. Is that right? It's been about 15, 16 months. Okay, right. Not my counting. <laughs> We've talked more in the last month than we have in the whole 14 months before that because I was lucky enough to get to have you in for a VIP day recently. So before we get started, tell everybody how your VIP day went. Oh my gosh. I um, I loved it. Well, first off, I really loved my experience in the Hive and working through the courses and the modules and all of that. And I felt like I had reached this point where it's like, I I wasn't getting as much as I needed from mm. the group and just like working through the courses. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do a VIP day. And I was so nervous about it. And it was wildly productive. It flew by and I was astonished at how much we covered. And I had sort of a framework in place and I felt like the work that we did in terms of really sharpening, tightening, clarifying my framework, because you probably remember, I, I'm still a little bit confused in terms of process and outcomes. Yeah. Like most yeah. coaches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, being able to methodically work through that with you has been transformational. Yeah. We had so much fun. We had yes. so, that was my favorite kind of VIP day where we set the agenda. We checked off everything on our agenda and still had time to do a little extra without feeling like we were spinning, right? I left that day feeling so grounded and proud of us and confident that you were going to be able to take what we did and run with it, which you already have. So kudos to you. Oh yeah, it was great. And I felt like like the pre-call was awesome because then mm. it gave me time to really feel like, okay, what do I want to get out of my VIP day? And so I was able to do my homework ahead of time. And then and then I loved the call that we had after because it just like I just had like a couple little things where it's like, oh, I'm just not I just need a little bit of tweaking or feedback here. So that worked out so beautifully. 
I'm so glad. So before we get started, I just want to have a sidebar with our listeners. For those of you who are considering adding VIP days into your offers, we could have a whole masterclass around this, but I want to give you just a really simple pro tip. Number one, have an agenda setting meeting at least two weeks before the VIP day, three, even four can be better. I don't know what it is about a VIP day, but it's easy for us, and I do it myself, to set these expectations where suddenly I assume we can get done in a day what I would want to do in a year. Most people think we can do more than is possible in a VIP day. So that planning session allows the coach to ensure that expectations can be met and allows the client to really prioritize their own expectations. So we, Laverne, crafted an agenda where we kind of broke our day into three parts. So for our listeners, a prep meeting to set the agenda will vastly improve the experience of the VIP day itself. And then you've got your day, and then we do this follow-up session because inevitably, the client's going to forget something, a new idea will come, a follow-up question will happen. So by just having the VIP day be be bookended by a preparation meeting and a wrap-up meeting, the client's going to get so much more value. Okay, there's our mini course on VIP days. (laughs) Laverne, tell everyone what you want to walk away with from our conversation today. Okay. I I feel like I'm in a really solid place with my business that I have a really robust one-on-one private clients. I do power groups. And then over the last year, I've really been building out my lead magnets. And now because of our VIP day, I've got two solid lead magnets. And so I'm doing lead magnet swaps. Mm -hmm. I've been pitching myself in terms of being a podcast guest. My primary business goal is to continue to build out my list. I'm still only at about like 500 email subscribers, and I really, really want to get to 5,000. That's my goal. And so um, I was toying with and thinking about the idea of doing some type of evergreen webinar. And that's what I want to explore with you is how I could potentially do that because I don't have a program or a course right now. And so I'm like, would a webinar still help me build my list and drive clients to either my private practice or VIP days or group work? Great. All right. Let's talk about your webinar. I want to set the stage a little bit here. Typically in the online space, when we think of webinars, we think of a webinar as a sales mechanism into a, some sort of scaled offer, whether that's a membership or a mastermind or a course. Your thinking around this is to have a webinar as another list building mechanism. And maybe there's a world where you've got a webinar that really warms people up and then moves them into a sales call with you where you can even sell private coaching. But we want to design a webinar that you can use to be more visible, to help folks climb that awareness ladder because they're really in a coaching or learning experience with you. It's something you can use as a lead magnet and perhaps even in an evergreen funnel. So I just want to make it clear, especially for our Hive members who are listening, the Foolproof Webinar Formula, it's that last course in our eight-course system. And it's there for a reason because it's more work than a lead magnet swap. Right, Laverne? It's more work than designing a quiz. So it's later for a reason because 
the best utility for a webinar. Mm, a webinar is the way to sell into a scaled program. But I love that you're bringing this question forward because there are so many other potential uses for your webinar or even for a signature talk. So setting that stage, let's get started. I know you brought some specific questions, so I'm going to let you le- let your questions get us started today. Okay. So I think you may have already answered my first question was, is it possible to have a webinar be evergreen? And, and so like when I do the webinar, would it need, do I need to do it live first or do I do it pre-recorded? Um, yeah, yes, got I'm it. Really clear on that. Got it. Okay, so I'm going to answer this in two ways because it's a different answer depending on the goal of the webinar. So for you, the goal of the webinar is as a list build, right? Yes. Which means that folks opt in in order to be able to view your webinar. So as soon as they've opted in, you've accomplished your goal. Now, that doesn't mean that your webinar can just be a pile of garbage. It needs to be good. (laughs) But the thing that needs to convert is the landing page selling the webinar, even though it's free, right? Because then once they've opted in, you are building your list. Because of that, you have so much more wiggle room when it comes to how much you have to test your webinar before you make it evergreen. So let's pretend, though, that we were talking about building a webinar to launch a program. I a thousand percent would I would insist, actually, that you host the webinar live at least three times first to make sure that it hits the target conversion rates in a live setting because, you know, with the foolproof webinar formula, folks easily have an 18, sometimes even a 25% conversion rate on the live webinar. A pre-recorded webinar, a good one, converts at 3%. Wow. Okay. So you have to make sure the live webinar works if the goal is to sell. That's not your goal. <laughs> I would still suggest that you offer it up live to your list first. Because you'll just notice delivering it live where the energy slows down, right? You know, I did a webinar for the live or for the hive a couple months ago, and I could tell I'm like, ooh, I am talking about myself way too much as I'm presenting the offer here. This needs to go. And I don't know that I would have noticed that if I was just recording it. So there's value in testing the webinar and the energy of the webinar by delivering it live. It's also a really great sales mechanism. You could throw up a couple of dates on your calendar, email it, email an announcement to your existing list and test it with a, a warm audience. That was a very long answer. Did I even answer your question? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it um, leads me to a couple of other questions as well. So um, makes absolute sense in terms of doing it live a couple times. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then I could use a version of one of those recorded live events as my webinar. Would that be correct? Or would I re-record it with, without being live to be the evergreen one that lives on my site or on a landing page? You get to decide. So two options. One is to re-record it. Sometimes, you may just find, oh, wow, I'm sidebarring with the audience a little too much here. I need to 
get a clean recording. Sometimes the energy is so fantastic that you want to keep it evergreen. If you use a recording of the live webinar, what you'll want to do is just record a little intro that you'll plug in at the beginning of the evergreen webinar. It's just you to camera saying, hi folks, I'm so glad you're here. It's Laverne. What you're about to watch is a recording of a live class that I taught. Here's what I want you to look out for. You'll notice I took questions at the end. If you have questions for me, you'll see a chat box right below the video. Please Throw your questions in there and I, someone from my team will get back to you as soon as possible. What we don't want to do is try to make, try to fake the fact that the webinar is evergreen and make people think that you think they think <laughs> it's life. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That used to be a strategy not long ago and I still see it every once in a while where someone will sign up for a webinar, and I'm using air quotes here for our listeners, and they're, you know, hurry, it starts in 15 minutes, and you get in, and it's pre-recorded, and you're about 10 minutes in before you realize, wait a second, no one else is actually here with me, and that's not how we roll as values-driven coaches. So you'll just want to really narrate the fact that they're watching a recording so that they trust you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that makes so much sense. A quick sidebar question. What what platform do you use to record your webinar? Yeah, so there's the recording platform, and then there's the place you'll host it once it's evergreen. So if I am anytime I host a live webinar, I use Zoom because everybody's used to Zoom. <laughs> there's just way fewer tech issues I have found. And then to house an evergreen webinar, you've got a couple of options. A really great one is a platform called Easy Webinar. I would say that that's an accurate name. It is pretty easy. Now, again, if you're using the webinar strictly as a list build, you could make this even simpler where folks opt in, right? And then the webinar lives on the thank you page. Mm, right, right. Okay, yeah, I, I like that. That that makes so much sense. It's yeah. simple and clean. And then would my... Um, so the primary basically like call to action is subscribe. So they've already done that. Yeah. They get the webinar. And then at the end of the webinar is my call to action schedule a consult with me. And we can figure out what would be the best match if you would like to continue to learn more or to work with me or so that, that feels a little bit muddy to me. Yes. Okay. So I, I have made this mistake more times than I care to admit. I think it's just an easy unconscious mistake for so many of us to make. And that is we cater our marketing to people who are on the fence instead of to people who are ready and hungry to, to work with us, right? So the people who are ready and hungry, we sometimes make them jump through way too many hoops in order to just be able to hire us, right? So someone who opts in for the webinar and watches it and they're ready, how can you make it easiest for them to take the next step with you? What would that look like on the webinar? Hmm. Well, I, I do think it would be a consult to say, is it one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is it a power group? Or should we schedule a VIP day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. So one might think, well, 
it's a webinar for a list build. So I'm not going to present an offer or it's going to be super casual at the end, but that's not fair to the people who are ready, right? And need to know more information and want to work with you. So I'm going to encourage you to really follow the foolproof webinar formula where you teach a point, you teach a point, then you present the offer, and then you teach your final point. And really take the time to present the offer. It doesn't need to be a little invisible PS. It's unfair to the folks who are ready to work with you. Okay. I really appreciate that because I don't think I've ever, it's never crystallized in my head that I do think that I've been thinking about people who are on the fence versus the people who are already a yes and are just like, okay, how do I do this? Not should I? So yes. that's okay. That's really, really good. Okay. Oh, I love how you just said that. I'm going to repeat it for our listeners and everybody listening. Think about your marketing, whether it's a webinar or an Instagram post, right? Or uh, the emails that you're sending out, it doesn't really matter. Are you speaking to the person who's asking themselves, how do I work with this coach instead of the people who are asking themselves, should I work with this coach? That's so beautifully put, Laverne. So I want to just clarify one thing because we can get it twisted too. The offer, when you're presenting it, is not a consult. The offer is working with you. How they start that process is to book their consult. So be careful that you don't accidentally sell a consult, a free discovery call. What you're selling is the experience of working with you. Okay, great. Awesome. So, and then just to get a little bit more granular in terms of the foolproof webinar formula, would you then say, um, um, uh, I forgot the terminology. It's like, it's the fab, like the the bonus. Mm. And so I'm wondering because of the structure and the purpose of this webinar, I don't know if I need to offer up bonuses. Yeah. Uh, My relationship to bonuses has shifted even just in the last few months. Is it okay if I talk about that in a more broad way first? So for our listeners, Laverne mentioned the FAB, which is a fast action bonus. That traditionally is a very powerful sales mechanism on a webinar when you're selling into a program. And it's a bonus that expires when the webinar ends. So this is designed to help those people who are like, ooh, I really want to do this. Let me go think about it. (laughs) To say, I really want to do this, and I'm just going to trust my instincts and jump in. As I have learned more and more about how to really run an inclusive business, I feel like fast action bonuses reward the most resourced people and can become an obstacle for those folks who are not quite as resourced, right? So I'm not telling you no bonuses. I'm not saying that fast action bonuses are unethical, but I just want to bring that layer into the conversation because if what we're striving for is equity, there is something that's not quite equitable about a fast action bonus. So You're off the hook. If it just doesn't feel aligned, perhaps you don't need one. The other thing that I have started to do with my fast action bonus is give people a broader window of time, right? So I might say, you know, and when you schedule your call with me today, this is a little easier for you because they're not having to put money down, right? They're just booking a call. But it's like a 48-hour notice instead of a TikTok, the webinar's ending in 10 minutes. Give me your money now. Now, 
do you have a resource that would, I'll say one more thing about bonuses. Sometimes we just start throwing stuff at people as bonuses, right? And there's a school of thought where your bonuses should 10x the price of your course. And so it's just a bunch of random work for folks to do. And we don't want more work, right? My friend Christina Torres says people don't need to learn more. They need help. Hmm. So if you're going to use a bonus, it really needs to be something that's valuable and aligned. So can you think of a tool or resource that could be positioned as a bonus to sweeten the deal for people and help them take the action to book a call? Yes. Um, It's actually another one of my lead magnets, Mm -hmm. which is it's a workbook to help people identify their core values. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that could be something. It, It is, it is a... It's, it is a lot of work though for the client, for something like right. a workbook, or I could create something as well. I have an idea. Tell me how this lands for you. I want to check in. Do your sales calls model pretty closely the process that we practice in Client Surge, where you're really doing some coaching on the calls? Yes. That's your fast action bonus. Okay. Right? So you're going to book a consult with me and you have my word. This is not just a quick call where I'm going to sell you coaching. Yes, I will share the different ways that we can work together, but we're actually going to do some coaching first. So when you book your call with me now, right, we'll have some one-on-one time. You're going to get coaching to get you started so that you feel great about the next steps, whether those next steps are with me or on your own. That, I mean, you could position that as the incentive. Okay. I really like that. That's great. And then um, I'm, I've been really fortunate where with my discovery calls that um, it's p- basic people are, it's already a yes. <laughs> it's, it's every once in a while, I do have someone who is a no-show mm-hmm. and, and that steps all over my values. <laughs> And, and one of the worries that I have is with the webinar, will people sign up and then not show up? And I know everybody's, you know, who's listening to this podcast, everyone's time is so incredibly valuable. And so, and I don't require people to put down a credit card to Mm -hmm. book a consult with me, but I'm just wondering as I move into a new stage of my business, is that something that I should consider, which is I'm not going to charge you for it unless you don't show up. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, I, I'd love to get your thoughts around that. Oh, I used to really, and it, it still will rear its ugly head, get very offended when someone no-shows a sales call. <laughs> and just to be clear, what you're talking about, you're not asking about people showing up and watching the webinar. You're talking about the people who book time on your calendar and then don't show up. Yes. Yeah. It's the worst. So here's how I reframed my experience around that. Instead of like, oh, they are dead to me. (laughs) How could (laughs) they? (laughs) They lack all integrity, right? Okay, okay, Dallas, calm down. (laughs) Instead, I thought, oh, here's an opportunity for me to get better in my messaging and for me to get better at how I present calls to action and how I really tap in to the minds of my target audience. So I'll tell you, and now I got a knock on wood somewhere. Someone's going to listen and then book a sales call with me and not come just to stick it to me. (laughs) 
I, I don't have people no-show on my sales calls. I'll have people sometimes cancel the day before, but nobody's not coming. And I'm very proud of that because that wasn't always the case. But I took this opportunity to really dial in my butts and seats strategy, right? So you've booked. Now, what do I need to give you to help you feel invested enough to show up? So I would challenge you to just reframe that and turn it in to a marketing opportunity. Should we talk through what that butts and seats or confirmation process could look like to eliminate no-shows forever? Yes. Okay, great. Share with us what it looks like right now for you. So I, I book a consult on your calendar, and then what is my experience? It's pretty simple. You'll get a, a confirmation email mm-hmm. and then you'll just get a second email. Uh, I think it's like 36 hours beforehand, just confirming. Yeah. It's Great. just two emails. Okay. So here's what I would suggest. Three things. Number one, with the confirmation email, make sure, I mean, embed a video. You could use Bomb. You could... There are a bunch of different tools where you could embed a video in that confirmation email where you just say, hey, it's Laverne. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Let me share the agenda for our call. So now people can relate to it differently than just, okay, I have a sales call, right? It's like, I want to get to know you. Then we're going to do some coaching. So really think about one core question you might want to coach around. I'll be sure to reserve time to share my my, the different ways I work with people and answer your questions. So kind of if you think about how we host sales calls, the way we set that agenda at the beginning of the call and get the buy-in, record yourself on video sharing that with people. They're going to feel more like it's something more real that way. Okay? The second thing, we just built a really cool quiz that – confirmation email at 36 hours, give them the assignment to take the quiz and to bring their results to you. So now they're invested. Yeah, they haven't given you a credit card, but they're invested and they've, like, they're have like they already getting traction. You've given them an assessment that's very accurate. I give people my quiz and that one change I think is the biggest difference in my attendance. And then the third thing that you could consider is text message reminders. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's the quiz and texts that I think have made the biggest impact on our attendance just because emails get buried or they can end up in someone's promotions folder and they don't even see it. But a text message, we send one as a confirmation and then we send one an hour before the call with like, hey, it's Laverne, we're meeting in an hour. Here's the link if you need it. So if you added those three things in, let's see, let's play the game of erasing no-shows. And then if a no-show happens, instead of getting offended, we can say, okay, where's the gap that I can fill here? Okay. Okay. Great. I have not done the text messaging confirmation. And so that feels very, uh, of the time. (laughs) Yes. yes, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Great. Great. Okay. Awesome. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45-second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, 
The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom-built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay. I know you came in with some questions. So do you have any other questions? Yes, I do okay. have um, one, one more uh, that is really top of mind for me. And it comes for also from the foolproof webinar formula, mm-hmm. which is I, it, it's like using my clients, my clients stories and so much of the work that I do and the clients that I work with confidentiality is so critical to them. And so they really protect their identity. They even protect, it's, it's odd because obviously I get mostly like referrals from other people, but they, even when I ask for recommendations and things like that or testimonials, it's like, it's their initials. They won't do their entire name or they'll do it anonymously. Um, there's just this feeling of like, oh my gosh, if someone knows that I'm working with a coach, then I might be perceived as not being at the top of my game. And so there's a yeah, perception issue. And so I'm curious how I potentially navigate that using the foolproof webinar formula. Yes. Oh, this is such a great question. So I want to create some context for our listeners. Inside the foolproof webinar formula, the way we build out this masterclass is really the roots of the of the tree that we're building are the stories we tell about our clients. So If you're supposed to build a webinar based on the stories of your clients, they can't just be like Jane Doe, (laughs) right? I mean, you should bring them to life. So um, that's why Laverne's asking the question. And I have an idea for you. So narration is such a powerful tool that we use in coaching and in selling, and it definitely will apply here. So what I'm imagining is as you're moving through the webinar, right before you present the first story or case study, I'm going to invite you to narrate the fact that you are intentionally protecting the identities of all of the clients whose stories you're sharing. So it might just be something, you know, that we've changed names to protect the innocent. (laughs) You might just say something similar to what you said to me, which is, The work that I do is deep and powerful, and many of my clients don't want their peers. The people watching are going to really respect this. This is like a sales tool almost for you. They don't want their peers to know that they need the help of a coach. So because of that, I want to assure you that I am respecting the privacy of every one of my clients. That's exactly what's going to happen when we work together as well. Do you see how I just seated there, right? So all of the names that I'm using today have been changed, but all of the stories couldn't be more true. So let me introduce you to the first person, and that person, we're, we're going to call her Sally. Maybe you pick all the Brady Bunch character names or something like that, right? <laughs> okay. But the important piece here is how you describe Sally. So often we'll make the mistake when we um, are protecting people's anonymity of it'll be like, 
Jane, 53 years old, who lives in San Francisco, those details don't matter, but it could be Jane, a studio executive whose like job was on the chopping block, right? Or maybe we say Jane, who went from totally stuck in considering leaving her career to getting a dream promotion at a production company she never thought would be interested in her. So that like their job, the way you identify them, talks about their journey and really illustrates who your dream client is. So now it's a really powerful sales mechanism instead of just some like sketchy privacy thing where people are wondering why you can't just share the names of the folks you work with. Great. Okay. Perfect. Totally get that. And I can work with that very easily. Mm -hmm. And you can also change details about the person, right? And you'll just narrate that as well. So if you are sharing a success story of someone who identifies as female, who's a client, you could intentionally um, turn them into a non-binary person, or perhaps it's a male, just to really make sure that your clients don't feel like they could be found out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, great, great. Um, cool. I think I'm just looking at my list. Uh, <laughs> I, that, that's it. I think those are all my my questions. Awesome. So now that we've addressed your questions, I would like to spend some time talking strategically about how you're going to use this webinar and what that looks like. Okay. Okay. So you're going to go through the foolproof webinar formula. Our goal is to design a webinar as a lead magnet, but we're not going to make the people who want to work with you work hard to be able to make that happen. So you will have a webinar with an offer. The offer sells working with you and the action that they take is to book a free consultation. Am I, I've got all that correct, right? Yes. Okay, great. So now Let's imagine the webinar is created. You've got your landing page, and then the webinar lives on the thank you page. What are the different ways that we can insert this into your marketing strategy? Oh, wow. That's such a good question. And I'm humana, humana, humana. Um, um, I suppose um, I'm active on social media. And I, I, I'm breaking one of your rules because I'm, I'm active on three, not one platform. So I'm on and We're done. And We're Instagram. done here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been trying, I've been gathering a lot of data and I, I can't, I don't, I don't feel like I, they all each serve very different purposes. Totally. Yeah. And if you can handle it, the reason I tell folks to be on one platform is because I'd rather you do one thing really well, right? Instead of dabble in all three, but you're doing great on all three. So you should keep well, going for sure. Because again, it's like from, from the hive work that I wound up hiring someone to help me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause totally. it's also, it's like, it's not my strength. And I was spending way too much time on showing yeah. my weaknesses and not playing to my strength. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So one way that we could use the webinar is on, as a lead magnet is through social. I have a couple of other ideas. Could I throw them out there and then oh, we can please. map out a plan? Great. I think the webinar could also be used as a signature talk, which I'll talk about a little bit more. And then if it's evergreen, I'm just writing as I'm talking. If it's evergreen, you know, there is a world where you could run ads to your evergreen webinar. Mm -hmm. I really hesitate especially if your offers are require you to be there, right? They're not very scaled. 
I really hesitate to recommend ads, ads, but they're just because it's like a, it's the wild west and you could lose a lot of money and yeah, but there is a world where, where that is a possibility. So let's talk about, and then, oh, the, the fourth one would be to have, to use client surge, but the thing, so with client surge, we're requesting referrals and having ambassadors recommend us. It's that same idea, but now they're not recommending a one-on-one sales call. They're just sharing your webinar. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yes. I've had a lot of success with mm-hmm. ambassadors. Yeah. Okay. So let's map out just a very simple strategy once the webinar is finished to get the word out about the webinar, because this is a list building strategy for these four elements. One is on social. So how do you envision the webinar making its way into your social media strategy? Probably, I'm just thinking off the top of my head right now, is that I probably do um, some Insta stories. Mm-hmm. I, um yeah, yeah, it has to be designed, you know, separately for each platform. I feel like LinkedIn is, it's got to be maybe like a short, compelling essay introducing the problem, the pain point, and then come check out this webinar to, uh, to get yeah. the solution. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what if, I don't know what your social calendar looks like now, but I would recommend that I'm just going to pull a day out of the sky, but like Tuesday is list building day on all of my social platforms. Okay. So you've got your quiz, you have the, um, the values workbook, I'll call it. What do you call that? Lead magnet? Um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't love the title right now. I call it, um, oh my gosh, it's like your moonshot manual. Yes. Um, okay. And then something like uncovering your values to something. Great. So you've got the moonshot manual. You now have your quiz and then you'll have your webinar. So you've got three strong lead magnets. You can rotate those through those each week. So if Tuesday is lead magnet day, the post is about a lead magnet. Your stories are about the lead magnet. Like it's all lead magnet all the time on that day. You could even build in an email, maybe one Tuesday a month to your list saying, here's a great resource, right? And you're not asking them to opt in for it again. Like you might already have it. If you don't, click here to get it. If you do have it, share this link with two people you know who could use it. So now we're just leveraging your list to spread the word about the lead magnet. But I think it's really important to dedicate real estate on your social calendar to promote your lead magnets. Otherwise, for me, it always just turns into a small mention at the end of a caption on a post. And then what are we even doing? Yeah, you're right. I haven't, well, also I haven't felt confident enough in my lead magnet. So so yeah, okay. That's, uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. Great. So you've got support on your social strategy. Pick a day a week and we're like on that day, we're always adding value, but we're really selling, if you will, the, a different lead magnet. You can just rotate through them. Okay. Okay. Great. Now in terms of the signature talk piece, There's a few ways that you could do this, but one that came to mind for me was pitching the Evergreen webinar or even the option for you to come and deliver a talk to established communities in your field. And there are plenty of them. 
right? Yes. Yeah, which is honestly like where that webinar idea sort of came from is because I have been doing talks on this component of my framework, which is disenfranchised grief. And yes, people are just, they're wildly curious. They're like, oh my gosh, I've never heard of this before. This is making me feel like different. And so, so yes, I love that as a way to start to expand and be mm-hmm. more targeted as opposed to waiting for people to reach out to me, I can start yes. to put myself out there. Yeah, great. So if you were to, and then I'm just going to recommend that you set a goal for the number of signature talks you book in a year. It might be one a quarter. It could be as many as two a month, right? But just thinking about your list building goals of 10Xing your list, that's what you said. Yes. Right? So we just got to get in front of your target audience. So how many talks in a year would really serve that list building goal? But you now that it's built, you don't have to create a different talk, right? You've got your webinar. It's evergreen. You deliver it live. It, you can just use it over and over again. Okay, great. Okay. I love that. Great. Okay. So one day a week, we're highlighting lead magnets on social. Um, We're going to use this webinar as the platform to pitch a signature talk to established groups online and in person. Just as a sidebar, sometimes you might get an invitation to speak somewhere that you're not really interested in going. (laughs) But you, you could say, oh, I've got a class here. Here's the link to share. Like, yes, you have my permission to share this class with your community. Oh, okay. Awesome. Okay. Never thought of that. Yeah. Okay. Great. Um, and then, so then we let's talk about using it in the client search model, right? Um, it would be really interesting to test. Again, we're shifting now to prioritizing list building almost over client attraction, yes. right? So following that ambassador referral model, and maybe it's a client flow process where part of your workflow every month is to think of two, again, I'm just pulling that number out of the sky, but two colleagues who you're going to ask to just share your webinar with their communities in the same way that we would ask folks to send referrals into sales calls. You can just shift it to the list build. Okay. Wow. What I so appreciate how I'm, we're using tools that I've learned in the hive, but now sort of repurposing them as I'm in a different stage of my business. That's really awesome. Cause I, you know, sometimes I just feel like overwhelmed with, oh my gosh, I have to go learn how to use this platform. I have to go figure out this. And I really like that. I have like a leg up. <laughs> I can use some of these other things not to feel like I'm starting from scratch each time I have to take my business to the next level. I'm so happy to hear that. You know, I've been in business for a long time. And the question I always ask myself when it's time to grow is, okay, before I do more or learn more, right, where can I learn deeper? Where can I do deeper? And often it's just going back to the the found, you know, I've been in business forever, it feels like. And the things I do are what I teach in the hive, but I just might do it in a more advanced way or do it more consistently just because I've got a bigger team and a bigger business, right? So I'm glad that you reflected that. Yeah. Before we do anything new, where can we do it better or deeper? That's really the question. Yeah. And it's, as a quick aside, I think it's also just part of my mentality of just 
having grown up in a grind culture mm. is like, I feel like I have to work harder in order to achieve bigger results. And, and you had a podcast recently that sort of touched on lightly on some of this stuff. And I'm like, wait a second, maybe I don't have to keep grinding here. Maybe I already actually have the tools that I need and I just can refocus and refine them and pinpoint them or target them in a slightly different way. Yeah. And now you get to use your creative intelligence instead of pure brute force. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because I do. I feel like it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Exactly. I think that wasn't my intention when we went onto this podcast, but now I feel like, like I'm walking away with something that's going to be even more uh, powerful for me. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> okay. So I thought of a fifth way. So we didn't talk about ads like, let me love ads more. I've lost a lot of money on ads. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, so that's a possibility. I'm not giving it any of my energy today. Sorry, Laverne. <laughs> I'm I'm okay with that. I, I'm not sure I'm ready for, for ads. <laughs> yeah. But I think there is a fifth place where you can use this webinar. Okay. So, and that's in your welcome sequences for your other lead magnets. So you just created a quiz, right? It, you've got, it, it could even be one of the resources for everyone on their results page, right? But just imagine, so I get the quiz, give me a beat. You're sharing a lot of incredible resources, but maybe you build in to that welcome sequence for the lead magnet like three weeks later. After someone's opted into the quiz, they get an email from you sharing. And again, they don't even have to opt in for it. Right? right? Sharing this class about disenfranchised grief. And here's what you're going to learn. It's just the perfect next resource for you. Like since you took the quiz and scored XYZ result. Yes. Especially now because you've got this webinar with an invitation inside. So you've got some auto, this is an, this is what an automated sales funnel looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I've never thought of that. That's great. Awesome. Considered it. Okay. Great. So, what we've touched on today that I want to make sure everyone caught is how are we going to use your webinar essentially as a lead magnet? We addressed the questions that you had around that, some nuts and boltsy kind of things. But then also, we've got this incredible resources. So, where are some potential opportunities in your marketing to the people who are already on your list? right? To then sell them into coaching. So that's where the social media strategy comes in. That's definitely where this welcome sequence idea comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay. I love it. Yay. All right. So as we wrap up here, what are you walking away with from this conversation? And if you were to identify one immediate next step, what would that next step be? Oh, well, I, I, so I've done the foolproof webinar formula, but now based on our conversation, I just want to go through it and actually I need to to craft it all. And then I feel like the based on our conversation, though, what I really want to look at is my social media calendar and seeding the lead magnets. I think that's really key mm-hmm. because now based on our conversation, I'm jumping around a little bit. It's like the way that I crafted it, I now need to tweak it based on our conversation. Okay. Uh, so especially on the in terms of the invitation and the language around that. So now that I have clarity around what I'm actually um, inviting people into, I need to go clean all of that up. Great. Okay. So it sounds like the next step is let's get the webinar 
created, are you going to um, promote it to your list or are you going to go right to recording it and having it evergreen? No, I'm going to do what you suggested. I'm going to promote it to my list. I'm going to do two or three live webinars and because uh, also that'll be good for me just to yeah. you know, practice it and see what's working and what's not working. And if one of those is works well, then I can just use that and I'll do the intro to be transparent in terms of this is not live. This has been recorded. Yeah. Uh, but then if it if the live ones didn't work out well, then I'll just record it independently. Great. Uh, based on my takeaways. Great. I have one quick suggestion for when you promote it to your list. So the webinar is created. You've got to have your landing page for pe- people to opt in. And even though folks are already on your list, I'm going to encourage you to ask them to opt in for the webinar. Okay. Okay. Because then we can test what's the conversion rate on that landing page with pe- with a warm audience. It needs to. It has to be over forty percent. Because if it doesn't convert at over 40% with a warm audience, it's not going to convert with a cold audience, okay? So you'll promote it to your list and you're going to ask them to opt in. This will also just, you'll be able to track the different metrics in your funnel, right? So what percentage of people who opt in actually attend? And if it's less than 50%, there's a little bit of work to do there to improve the attendance rate. That's not going to be quite as important because for you, people are going to opt in and be able to watch it right away. But my point is get folks to opt in, but then on the thank you page for where they opt in, ask them to invite a friend. Oh, this geez. is a list build, right? So great. You're coming. Please bring a friend. Copy the link below. Think, think of five people in the industry who you adore. Copy the link below and share it with them. Oh, that's great. That's great. Cool. Cool. Great. All right. So what I'm walking away with was we started this conversation really with, is it wise to use a webinar as a lead magnet? And if it is, what does that look like? So our conversation covered a few technical pieces to get the webinar up and going. And then we shifted into, now that the webinar is up and going, how do we use it to build your list? And how can we use it as a tool to fill some potential gaps in your sales funnel? So I thank you for bringing this conversation. I can't remember the last time we talked about webinars on the podcast. I'm so happy that you came on the show today. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm walking away with a lot and I'm so glad I have the recording to go back to a lot of information here. Cool. Great. So for everyone listening, my invitation for you is... First of all, ask yourself, is now the time for me to create a webinar? It's not the easiest lead magnet in the world to create. So if you want to bookmark this episode for a later date, I support that decision. If now is the time for you to create a webinar, think about your goal with the webinar. Is it to list build or is it to sell into a program? Given your goal, how are you going to design the webinar? And then how can you use it as in as many places as possible to accomplish the goal itself, but also in service to more sales? Laverne, I want to thank you for coming and I want to thank everyone for tuning in. We will see you back here next Sunday. Thanks, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things (laughs) to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. 
If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay, thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show, and I hope you have a wonderful week.